When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't keep these dogs from the dog park. That's <laughs> strong. <you>. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, folks. You're listening to iconography. Yep, that's right. The hounds are ready to play. And who let the, the dogs hounds. out, baby? Who? 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 I'll tell you who. Us ourselves. I'm Io Adebri. And I'm Olivia Craighead. We don't usually say our last and names. It's kind of fun. I know. I, I started <laughs> and I couldn't stop. My last name's sort of hard to stop once you get into it. I think I it's know. like this: the vowels just kind of carry you into a debris. My name is mostly vowels. It's true. No Your comment. That's constant. true. No comment. <laughs> and, and, and sort of to quote the, the youth, period. 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 Period Tubman. Um, folks, <laughs> this is Iconography, a podcast where Olivia and I talk shop. What's our shop? Celebrities. That's right. You're at a blockbuster. Uh, that's not a celebrity shop, but it's I mean, in of. some way it is. I, that's what I felt like going into a blockbuster, searching. It like, is the celebrity shop. Yes. Yeah, searching desperately for Rob Lowe movies because I was like a horny 12-year-old. I can't wait for your collection of memoirs and, and, and like your collection of like essays and poems. It's all in one nice little book and you have like a thick chunk dedicated. Yeah, no, there's a thick chunk dedicated to my dad being like, you don't have to get new movies at Blockbuster when you go back to return the old ones. <laughs> you don't just have to keep getting new movies and me not understanding. But you kind of do. You kind of do. There's so many in there. Why would you not? Well, you can't anymore because it's um it's close. Yeah, R.I.P. It's fully liquidated. Uh, but enough about liquidation. Let's talk about solids, like our podcast, <laughs> where Olivia and I will talk about the celebrities that we know and love, and we bring on a guest uh, who will talk about a celebrity and icon that they know and love as well, and we determine. If this person, if this public figure is really an icon, do they endure? But before we do that, Olivia and I talk about our own little icons of the week, the people, places, things that have been iconic to us, that have moved us, soothed us. So Olivia, going to toss it to you. Yeah. Your icon of the week. Okay, so <laughs> a while ago uh, on Twitter, people were like, what are your five perfect movies? And... Um, I was thinking about it. I did not tweet because I 
try not to engage with prompt Twitter, but I was thinking about it and I realized that three of my movies feature one Miss Julia Roberts. And so I was just, I was just thinking about her uh, and just thinking about how she's so fucking good. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? Because I know you and I are both like, has she been, have I done this before? I think I've had her as my icon of the week once okay well then i'm still gonna like barrel ahead because i was thinking about i I beg you to barrel yeah my my three featuring her were notting hill my best friend's wedding oh damn (laughs) do you want to guess what the third one is i don't think you'll get it pretty woman no (laughs) she's no (laughs) i'm kidding i knew it was notting hill i knew it was my best friend's wedding She's supporting? She's supporting. Hmm. You oh, know. Our guest knows. Our, our guest, guest knows. knows. I want to ask our guest. Is Steel Magnolias? No. Wait, oh. Isn't she in that? She is in that. She's, in that, but she's supporting. I know, but my, my third perfect movie is Ocean's Eleven. Twist. I know. Oh, Olivia. <laughs> I know, which is very, which, you know, you can tell by the tone of Io's voice that that's very, like, a very me pick. Um, but I would just like to shout out Miss Julia Roberts, her perfect smile. The way that how sometimes in a movie she'll like slowly smile and do the reveal. Mm-hmm. Powerful every mm-hmm. single time. I think so often about the fact that her face is so beautiful and so perfect that it's a, it, there's a, a, it's not a plot point, but it's a noted moment in the movie Notting Hill where she lies and says she has plastic surgery. It had plastic surgery yeah. in order to look like yeah. herself. That's and she does she, she does that she does that incredible move where where they're like where 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 and she just like touches her nose and then touches her chin and everyone goes <gasps> a perfect scene. I'm happy anyway, for her. <laughs> I love her. I who's your icon this week? My Icon of the week also comes from the pictures. If 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 uh, you know the, the talkies, I I love a talkie or two, and I watched one, um, one bad education on HBO. Um, fun little flick by the same director who did Thoroughbreds. I really like that dude, and I really liked bad edu- bad bad education. But I specifically really liked Hugh Jackman's performance. Okay, he's so good in that movie. Almost to the point where you're like, who gave him the right? He's playing my dream role for him. I don't know if it's his dream role for himself, but my dream role for Hugh Jackman was as a closeted, schmoozing district superintendent and principal and he right did that's kind perfectly. of like the the like incredible thing about it is like he's just a kind of like a guy who works in long island but is still finds a way to add like his weird panache to it and you're like yeah i, I know this guy this makes sense to me i thought it was i thought it was a great time also that movie just has a lot of really uh great performances allison janney's great geraldine Bissell nathan's great everybody's great Annalie Ashford's really good in it. Annalie Ashford is very good in it. Even Mr. What's his name from um from the show on Netflix for the team. The American are, Vandal. Um, yes. Boy. Jimmy something. Jimmy something is his name. And that's how you know, folks, this podcast is all about the mind. We're not looking these <laughs> things up. We're using our heads. Sometimes I just simply will say Mr. What's his name from What's It Called? And you know what? I picked it up. I picked up what you were putting down. That's why this works. Hey, I allied you, man, and I thank you for it. 
Should we get into our and guest? And you know, I'm. Oh, you were yes, gonna do like a beautiful segue. Probably segue. some kind of like gorgeous oh. basketball metaphor. Um. But I don't think we're talking about sports yeah. today. We're not talking about sports today. We're talking about we're talking about something that requires a lot of dynamism and and an athleticism of the vocal cords and of the spirit and uh, who better to usher us into this topic than can I say it an icon in her own right uh, an actress of the screen and stage that's right check it out on wikipedia if you don't believe me okay she's got the pipes she's got a voice i'm i'm experiencing karaoke balls if you check out those instagram stories she be singing she's playing these instruments and she's incorporating that into her own work that's right as a writer and a director Folks, I'm listing the the resume because she deserves it. It's the one, the only Zoe Lister Zoe Lister Jones. Jones. <laughs> that was the best. Am I in love with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the feeling's mutual. That was the best introduction I've ever had. I've been in a like, morbid. I'm blushing right. <laughs> I'm fully blushing. Look how red I am. Um, I've been like morbidly depressed, and this is the first time I've felt true happiness <laughs> since quarantine started. <laughs> I know it's it's been it's been so strange. We're just like in our little houses. It's so strange. It does feel. I mean, it's like you know, so much gratitude for all the things that I have, but also it's just like, what is life? No, yeah, it's so I'm sick of weird. I'm I got sick all these of things. I'm, I'm s- sick of. <laughs> I'm sick of like me. I'm sick of like being alone with my thoughts and stuff. Like I have one more thought it's a wrap (laughs) like i miss i miss uh you know like a lot of people talking at once you know what i mean like in a circle at a party where everyone's kind of like piling on let's do it right now i know right this is why (laughs) (laughs) that's why should we just talk shit for an hour that's what i really miss (laughs) i text people like on the daily like any good core goth listen i am I'm so glad you're on the same page about this because we are in a gossip drought. <laughs> drought. It's a nightmare. It's, it's, it's critical. It's, it's <laughs> painful how little gossip there is right now. Society needs gossip. I had a friend who just uh, went through a, a breakup mid-core and it was like, like I was like jolted alive. <laughs> wow. Wow. Was, I this think, an, like, oh, was this a Zoom breakup? No, it was a phone breakup. Oh, the worst. The worst kind. I mean, I think post-core, obviously, everyone's getting breaking up. Right. Yeah. There's going to be divorces. Like, yeah. Full. Yeah. I'm breaking up with myself and and other people. <laughs> and other people. Just full breakup. Just full. It's it's like yeah, a certain type of solitude in order to experience as many people as possible. That's right. I'm gonna I'm be gonna- in these streets. That's the reality of it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's gonna be like just legit. Who let the dogs out once once this shit is <laughs> once this shit is like? Do you guys raised. think there's gonna be like a spike in like uh you know how like uh, there's chlamydia at retirement homes? Do you guys think that like just nor like regular young people are just gonna see like a huge spike? Everyone's just gonna be fucking. I feel like. I mean, yeah. Io and I discuss chlamydia pretty regularly. Yeah. And- uh-huh. <laughs> 
Uh And I feel like we already have talked about young people, you know, contracting it, (laughs) giving it. Giving it. I don't want to name names, but I do think that there will be a spike. I think everyone's going to be fucking everybody and and everybody's going to (laughs) be fucking those that count most. (laughs) We're not naming names, but Zoe, I will say telepathically we're all on the same page i think i think i know who you're talking about (laughs) we all know what we're all talking about and i will say i think there are some listeners who also probably know who you're talking about if you know you know if you know you know (laughs) you know know. and if you don't and if you don't yeah and if you don't godspeed because godspeed have fun at the clinic (laughs) god bless you it's easy to care by the way I'll 100 contract it if, if that's what it takes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm just putting it I'll, out there without I'll... putting it out there. <laughs> okay. And she's willing to do the work. And that's what really matters. There's got to be some homeopathic remedies, you know, for the big C. <laughs> the big C is going to be chlamydia out of quarantine, not cancer. Not cancer or cunt anymore. It's chlamydia. Yeah. It's chlamydia. <laughs> the large C. I know you, you're on those homeopathic remedies as well. So if anybody's going to find it, it's Ooh. you. Oh, yeah. I got some Chinese herbs for chlamydia you. already in my cabinet, just waiting for this quarantine to lift. <laughs> I'm taking vials and them. Yeah. You, th- you know, there's like there's prenatals, there's also pre chlamids. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to get ahead of it. You gotta be ahead. You're one step ahead. <laughs> I'm ahead of the curve. I'm trying to flatten it, and I'm ahead of it. <laughs> oh. Speaking of curves, there we go. You know what's got curves? Uh, records and CDs. <laughs> I was about to say, like, this is not the. That's not the segue to use for the person we're talking <laughs> about today. You know what I'll say though, just as like a little uh preamble to this is that I think it's very apt that uh I got my period five minutes before we started recording this um and it it just feels like the person we're talking about today if I don't know it felt connected and that's what I was saying with that Zoe who is your icon my icon now and always is Fiona Apple I mean Io texted me to tell me that's who you're doing and I like actually like yelped i was i've been trying to get someone to do fiona apple on this podcast for so long i'm so excited am i am i first uh pod of the core your first guest of core yeah Yeah. first first guest of pod of core (laughs) that is what you are of yeah fiona is first icon of pod of core yes and she's a woman who loves to stay in her house so like everything lines up I know. He's I mean, the patron saint of war. <laughs> she really is. Well, and the fact that she released her first album in eight years mid-core and is speaking to all of us, I mean, on such a deep level. Like, she always spoke, I always felt so seen by her. I, I've never felt more seen than now with Fetch the Bolt Cutters in my house in quarantine. <laughs> when she released or not she but when it was released the like promo video of the dog just running 
happening trying to catch the stick. I've never felt (laughs) more connected to any organism. I, boy, what I would give to be that dog. Oh my God. I, her dog must live like the most charmed. When the dogs show up on Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Oh, thrilling. Thrilling. And she used um, her dead dog's bones as a percussive instrument. As as percussion. That's right. And that's what she did. (laughs) (laughs) And that? She's the first, but not the last. You know? Because now now everyone's going to be like, oh, I was wondering what to do with those. With those bones. (laughs) I have my dog bones that I kept. I I said, you can cremate most of it, but uh, let me have the bones, please. There's this, there's this um, New Yorker article. I don't know if you guys have read it on Fiona. It's like a profile on her. Yes. Um, yes. And there's like a, w- one moment. It's a, it's a brilliant profile. Um, but there's like one moment that is just like sort of casually tossed to her. Um, Emily Nussbaum was like, you know, and, and then mid-conversation, she's, she was stroking her dog's skull. Her d- dead dog's skull. I, th- I don't think I misread it, but I think that's what it said. It was sort of just like thrown away. Yeah, she's, um, there's so much going on that that's allowed to be a throwaway sentence. Yeah, no, that, that was not the takeaway from that paragraph. <laughs> that, and she, you know, she's the Hamlet of OG Manic Pixie Dream Girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I mean, like, title was so important to me as an album, as like a high school um you know like a, I think the beauty is I've been consistently depressed as long as Fiona has so we've sort of <laughs> we've we've been on the ride together with every release we're trailblazers together we're, we're trailblazers together and um and I, I just I have such you know I mean music is obviously it's so powerful um but it is it is a, it's such a end power, of podcast and and um so the, oh, I just hit stop record now um, <laughs> powerful <laughs> bye yeah it's gonna be on my tombstone um but no like mu- I, I like music has such a such a transporting quality you know mm-hmm. that like when you listen to a song that I, when I listen to like never is a promise which is a track mm-hmm. on title which I literally like locked myself in my high school bedroom to and like did not exit for like weeks just because I was like, life is trash. And, um, and like that now, when I listen to that, it does remind me that I um, am, am equally as depressed as I was. <laughs> can you, can that you talk? Nothing has changed <laughs> and life is still trash. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to like witness Fiona, like, become a star because I know I and I both came to her later later like yeah. we're not conscious yeah. of, of yeah. her in like that our memories of her are kind of already attached to like this legacy but yeah it must have been so exciting for you to like be, because she, yeah to be watching and she was like 19 right yeah she was so young I think she that first album she wrote when she was 17 mm-hmm. um but she yeah, you know, it's interesting, like, I was such a little, like, had very elitist music taste, um, or, like, I was elitist in that anything that I, that I deemed popular, I, like, shunned, 
So even like mm-hmm. Beck, Beck. No crisscross. Yeah, <laughs> even Beck. <laughs> like cr- crisscross, like there were certain, certain things that were like, oh, this will get a party started. But like other things like Beck, where I was like, but it's, it's too mainstream. Um, the only person that really, <laughs> that I, that I um, allowed to um, um, break that sort of like consistent like rule in my mind was Ani DeFranco. So don't judge me, but... Um, but but I feel like um, but I feel like with Fiona like criminal dropped and it was so big that my first impression actually of her was like oh I can't you know I can't go there like mm-hmm. um, and I think also and so and then once I was like but let me just see what the rest of this album is without you know just being like oh that single is now on MTV every five seconds. Um, then I was like, oh, this is like the truest artist I've ever known. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and just like, yeah, I think, I think at that time, just um, feeling like, I mean, Ani DeFranco is, is Fiona adjacent in that both of these women were like, really just like putting themselves on the line to speak, you know, mm. their, their truth at a time when that wasn't, I think it's hard to it's hard to imagine a time like even just like pre me too you know what I mean <laughs> when mm-hmm. when these things were not a part of the public discourse when people weren't talking about their sexual assaults when they were celebrities you know and when they were trying to also sell records as young beautiful women like that those two things were not in conversation and she really put them in conversation in a way that nobody had done before and just didn't give a fuck, you know, in that way of just like, no, I'm, uh, these are my wounds and I'm going to like talk about them and sing about them and still, um, and still be incredibly successful. So, that, um, I know there's like a, it's supposed to be a funny podcast, but. No, this is, <laughs> no, this is good. This is, this is genuinely perfect. Uh, Olivia and I, we were like texting yesterday and um, Olivia, you sent the clip of Her Fiona VMA acceptance the VMA. speech. Oh yeah. What she, did she say life is, life is She says is the world is bullshit. The world is bullshit. Yeah. And, go, but and it's then she also, says, yes, please. Then she says like, go with yourself, which I think is like, the most beautiful piece of advice and she's like she's like 19 or 20 when she's saying it which is like (laughs) insane it's like she's a she's like a a small child who's like so wise it feels like the thing about fiona apple is that it feels like she was born into the world like a very wise soul and it's like there was never a moment where she was like a child it was like she was fully formed with like having these beautiful thoughts and like this access also like painful thoughts yeah exactly because of it yeah yeah Mm. Yeah, for sure I mean she's just that like New Yorker piece it was like it's funny my husband read it and he was like he read it before me and he's like wow it's like it's really heavy and really dark and I read it and I was like oh that feels just like regular you know (laughs) some facing things about myself again I was like, this feels, yeah, this feels right. This feels normal. Um, <laughs> and I do think that is the thing about Fiona is like she, she carves out a space for everyone who struggles with depression or compulsive thoughts or thoughts of self-harm or any of those things, um, you know, like while still just like not um, ever 
being a victim to it. Like that's what's so mm-hmm. amazing. You, you were talking about like, um, ac- did you say athleticism earlier or acrobatic? I athleticism. I know. I think that's athleticism. Yeah. <laughs> athleticism, in in reference to um, me, which is not those two things have never <laughs> been put in the same sentence. Um, and now more than ever, I was I texted Io that like. <laughs> It's just all atrophying. Like I already was atrophying, um, but now yes, I, uh, that sentence I it, I love seeing it. <laughs> just you just texted cold. It is all atrophying. I feel like post quarantine. Post quarantine, I'm just gonna be like a brain in a jar, and then <laughs> that's my ideal form. I would love to not have a body. I would love it. And just be cool. Maybe that's what the vaccine could do. Yeah. It just turns yeah. us all into vapor. Or chlamydia. I think we all also have like nice eyes. So if we were just like a brain and eyes, I could oh, do yeah. that. Little eyeballs. On oh, a that's brain. cute. I love it. It's cute. That's brain. fun. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say about athleticism is that like I feel like like Fiona's depression is like athletic. <laughs> You know what I mean? In a way that wow. is so cool. Like, it's like her attack on her feelings through her music is just like, she's just like, um, I don't know, has such sharp teeth in the way that she just is like cutting through it and trying to get to the bottom of such a swamp <laughs> of emotions like we all are, but she's just like, I don't know. I just like, I have so much respect for the fight and then for the artistry that is showcasing the fight, you know. Such sharp teeth feels like a lost Fiona Apple lyric as well. Yeah, that's the next album title. Yes, (laughs) and exactly that. That's my new, Um, that's my, um, my new podcast is just a Fiona Apple appreciation podcast called such sharp teeth such and sharp teeth that's perfect you guys that's can be my first me. guests oh we love yeah. to it's also <laughs> such a perfect that's like the perfect way to describe it because I feel like my some of my favorite Fiona Apple songs are the ones where it, it, she's like there's like a, a snarl to them there's like this like rage and there's like anger and she's not afraid to express any of it she's like this shit is fucked up and I hate it here and like I I want to die and then like in the bridge it'll get like slow or something and it'll all come together in like a really beautiful way and it's like like, so fucking hard to do like it's like if everyone could write songs like that all music would sound like that yeah, and, 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 that's right. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> nice, Olivia. Thank you. <laughs> Music is powerful, you guys. But and I, pod. I do think that, like, no, it's so true. Like, and that's that is part of the athleticism. Is like that she's so versatile in in the way that she like moves through music. Like, even just Dead Dog's Bones as percussion instrument percussion instruments like in this new album it's like there's so much percussion and it's so like forward and her voice is so forward and it's all so like immediate you know and there's rage and there's sadness and there's sensuality and there's longing and there's just like there's no emotion that uh that doesn't belong (laughs) which is 
you know, everyone's experience. We just don't know how to. Yeah. I don't know. Put it in. I, I will say I do feel like sometimes I've like felt I've I've been like you know in like a weird emotional place and I've listened to a Fiona Apple song and been like oh right that is the thing I'm feeling I like couldn't put a word to mm. it like in Shadow Boxer where she talks about like once my flame and twice my burn I was like oh God. yeah 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 I, I what said, were you gonna say no I was just gonna say like I that because all those ideas that we're talking about like this idea of power but also like with how sharp and precise she can find these moments in this very intense swirl of like fogginess and all and all the muddly middly tough stuff that you can't name i mean i think it's it just the word that keeps coming in my mind is like relentless yeah like because i think she just is she does like it feels like she just feels so much and lives so much life and now it is like she's inside her house but like she's you, she's still thinking <laughs> and she's still banging on these dog bones but <laughs> i feel like from <laughs> before then it's like she just was living so yeah. much um and uh you we were mentioning that article earlier the part of the article that i'm thinking about that oh i know what you're about me- to say Yes, was um, when she decided to stop doing cocaine. Greatest, it's the greatest um, quote <laughs> I've ever read in anything. It's like the most perfect celebrity anecdote, I think. It's yes. like everyone was like so excited about that like Quincy Jones interview from a couple years ago when he was just like talking and I was like, no, 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 no. This one sentence is like a feast for the mind. I mean, I that's the only core goss that we needed. Yes, the uh, the the quote is basically um if you were doing cocaine with quentin tarantino and paul thomas anderson and (laughs) hearing them talk all night about themselves you would also stop doing cocaine (laughs) and i was just like yeah you're right doesn't doesn't she call him pta in it yep yeah it's like that is the part to me that for some reason that like really gets to me it's like that familiarity because it's like they dated for a long time there's like a whole history there and it's like so there's so much history in that sentence where it's like oh god it's also such like a graceful drag you know what I mean like it's she's not like fuck that dude she's just like that was unbearable and that 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 night was (laughs) physically and emotionally unbearable and no one should have to live through it. And we all understand. You know? She said, I experienced you and it was actually enough. <laughs> and, that, and that was enough. There's this really, I, have we talked about, have I talked about this on the pod before? That bit in the like Magnolia making of documentary where it's like, it's like Paul, Tom- it. Paul Thomas Anderson is like in the editing bay for Magnolia and Fiona Apple is there. And he is like running through the scenario in his mind where everyone hates his movie. And at one point he like grabs her in this like kind of violent way in a way that's like, haha, he's joking. But like I was watching it, you know, 20 years removed from the fact. And I was like, I don't know if I love this. And she like does not look super comfortable the whole time. It's crazy. It's, it's on YouTube. That, Everyone, you know, go watch. Yeah, it is worth checking out. My um, 
my my letterbox review of magnolia is um a powerful testament to the magic and moving quality of you know reminder that movies can be made um with cocaine um and and, <laughs> and i stand by that um that documentary is it, it, uncomfortable and i mean their relationship also you know not great well i mean all of the men that she talks about in um the article i it's like fascinating even just like her take on louis ck which is like like that she sort of started by saying like you know i have love for this person and give i think she like texted him like Mm -hmm. sort of a piece of advice of like i forget what she said do you remember it was some it was something like you know dig deep in around this issue or whatever and then when she was like oh she like saw his like you know stand up and was like and then she she said uh, you know I was like shaken just by like how weak that person is weak was in all caps in the article so I can only imagine what that was in person (laughs) you know the full depth of the growl the growl came out (laughs) just petting that dog skull (laughs) clutching the skull But, you know, I mean, that's what's so, that's what's so, like, what's amazing about, like, her albums are all about longing and dis- dis- despair and heartache. And when you really think about, like, these men that she, that have made up the course of her life's relationships, you know, Louis C.K. and P.T. Anderson and Jonathan Ames, and, like, now she's, like, just living with a woman as, like, a roommate. And is like, yeah. and, this, and this is what life should be. And no, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And that woman also like updates her social media. Like that's <laughs> yeah. ideal. I love the like, that's like this is what dream. Fiona wanted to say. It's like, yeah, cool. that but like, guess what? Fiona cracked it. She, really she, did. she cracked the code. Yeah. And what I was reading, I think a vulture piece where she kind of goes through and explains every song on Fetch the Bolt Cutters. And, like, so many of the songs are inspired by, like, things that happened to her years ago. And so, like, even though she's, like, vibing in this house with Zelda, it's, like, she has all the content stored up in her head. She can keep writing songs. She keeps, like, healing all of this stuff, even if it was happened, Mm -hmm. like, 20 years ago. So she really did, like nail it it feels like limitless like style where he's like i see it all happening <laughs> she's, she's using like truly 99 percent of her brain in like the most 99 percent. if she got the she other is. it would be absolute game over i don't even know we'd have like i don't know so the that's yeah. that's when we get be brains with eyeballs is when fiona apple gets that other one percent when she when she accesses it yes that's how we'll know because <laughs> she's close those are end days when when fiona uses the last percent of her brain just the world just like <laughs> implodes Ooh, but we she, couldn't handle the power she puts out like the greatest album of all time that we listen to right before the world ends so insane i can't wait so insane she's also i'm gonna say one one more thing about her is that she's like also just so such an amazing activist you know what i mean like that like she's still like i made a movie about gmos and got like deep into the like anti-gmo activist world which is a a scary and divisive space um 
And at that time, it was just like, there were so few people that were really like talking about the dangers of Monsanto and <laughs> shit like that. I mean, they would talk about it sort of, um, whatever, this is boring. But, um, but she came out and would, like put a song uh, uh, like out around like, the dangers of GMOs and, and, and the importance of biodiversity, you know what I mean? And, and then like now she's dealing so much with indigenous rights and just like the fact that like her press tour for this album is like democracy. Now you're just like, yeah. She also <laughs> recently was like, like her roommate posted a video, like a selfie video she had taken where someone had like requested to use a song of hers in like a shitty commercial or something and she like hated it and she was like no and then immediately she was like wait 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 someone wants to pay me like thousands of dollars that and while people are currently like getting laid off left and right so she was like I obviously like re-emailed them said yes and I'm just gonna give the money to like a mutual aid fund or something like that yeah like She's so, like, selfless, and I think that's part of what yeah. makes her so cool. She, like, does not give a shit about being a famous person at all. She at hates all. it. And she doesn't want to go on tour, which is an interesting part of, like, releasing this during quarantine, is it kind of, like, mm-hmm. all worked out for her. Yeah. But her last tour, too, I think it was her last tour, she also, like, canceled to be with it's her dog. dog when it was dying. Before like, he was a skull. <laughs> Yeah. Before he, before he became a percussive instrument, yeah. and so, I mean, it would, which then goes back again though to like that that feeling and just like I don't know. I I remember reading about it, and she was like, "Yeah, there are just moments where you just are present," and she was like, "It wasn't a decision. It wasn't like a hard deliberation. Like I just knew this is what I had to do. I'm sorry, but also if you like my music, like you know." <laughs> Yeah. you know <laughs> you get it <laughs> you, you knew this like a hundred years ago that I would yeah. tour for my dog <laughs> you knew what you were getting yourself into I know man listen she's also uh, the other thing that I loved was like that her and Jonathan Ames were together for like five years and then oh no they were together and then five years passed and then they got back together mm. and then they split up but then he was at her house like years later and she was still just like I'm tired of you. Like, just as a friend, she was like, you should go to the beach. It's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> that segment of the interview, I mean, the whole thing was just, like, so real, but, like, I felt myself in the room, like, watching them slip back into their relationship yes. and, like, having this back and forth that they've had 1,000 times before. And I also was like, I am tired of you. Go to the beach, Jonathan Ames. You are, <laughs> you are being annoying. Well, because he was trying to, like, correlate her, like, n- knee issues to her anger and it's like because he read a book yeah because he fucking read a book but it's also like her anger is the best part about her so go to the fucking beach jonathan ames you know (laughs) go to the fucking beach do you have oh no i was just gonna ask do you have a favorite album or is that like ranking your children no i mean title is the one that's like most meaningful to me because it was like when I was coming of age and I just felt so seen. But I do feel like right now, it's an interesting coming of age right now in quarantine because I feel like I'm like coming, <laughs> coming yeah. of a different age, which is like <laughs> the age right before, I don't know. It is, there's just, this is another sort of crossroads that feels as hormonal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, where mm-hmm. I'm just like, 
stuck in my, in my, like having to face my kid self, which I feel like we're all having to do yes. in this quarantine of just like all of the vulnerability and tenderness and uncertainty of being a child that we can sort of like escape by just like working or, you know, going out. Now we're just like, no, you have to sit with that person. And I feel like Fetch the Bolt Cutters is now like, you know, coming up in rank <laughs> to title because it is like, this is, this is a, a moment that I don't think any of us have even the language to understand emotionally. And like you were saying, Olivia, no. like she gives, she gives language to feelings in a way that is so powerful. As I said, music is powerful. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I do think that like this new album, there is so much in there that is, and the fact that she made it in her apartment, even pre-quarantine, we're all like, this is the thing of just, of just like feeling like there's no out and we just have to fucking scream and shake things and cry and <laughs> just talk about, talk about it from a really fucking real place, even though we don't usually do that. Um, so I love the, I love those two albums best. I, I love when the pawn too, it's really hard. And I was saying she remembers yeah. me playing fast as you can in a car ride to a party. <laughs> Yes. I I literally I texted Io I think yesterday that like as as a psycho fast as you can is on my running playlist. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's just good. like just that like that crazy drum beat and it's just so a good. true like that's a fun song to listen to when you're like I don't know when you're like dating a lot and you're like I'm just going to be an absolute psycho to these Wow, there she is. Boys. She's been gone for a while but she's back. <laughs> Yeah, that is one of my favorite memories is us driving to that party. Well, you driving and me sitting in the front seat because also <laughs> Zoe didn't realize I don't know how to drive. And I, don't know how to <laughs> and I remember when you realized that you were like, oh, I just thought you like like to party a lot. <laughs> oh, it's just like you're going to get fucked up <laughs> and just chose not to drive. Yeah. Yeah. I, but just jamming so hard to fast as you can so hard so it hard was, it was that that is that's like how i pregame you do it Olivia, <laughs> when you're like wanting to be psycho with boys i do it yeah Olivia. let's party <laughs> you know i, I understand that impulse too i feel like when the pond has a lot of like jams on it yeah. like when the pond yeah. is a real like like i don't know kind of like manically dancing in your room yes. album um yeah. I, do you I've a taken a lot of like emotional showers to wend the pawn <laughs> when I'm like I'm, I'm just feeling everything's pent up so I'm just gonna like scrub my scalp really hard <laughs> what when was the pawn has oh you can go Zoe no I feel like you were gonna say something more profound oh I I literally wasn't I was just gonna say that <laughs> when the pawn has my favorite I think probably my favorite Fiona line, which is on Hot Knife when she says, um, he said, it's all in your head. I said, so's everything, but he didn't get it. I thought he was a man, but he was just a little boy. It was like, it's like shit like that. Where I'm like, oh, she's like one of the great American writers. I love 100%. her. 100%. Does she say hunger hurts after that? Yeah. But I want it yes. so bad I could kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> my, I know I'm a mess. You don't want to clean tone. up. I'm a mess. You don't want to clean up. Yeah, fuck all I, those motherfuckers, man. Like, 
You guys know like when like a Shakespeare expert is like, and I think I don't know. Let me just guess. Uh, I don't know if I'm no rattles it off perfectly. <laughs> oh I, man, uh, I'm dying at that. Uh, um, oh, you were gonna ask a question. I was gonna oh. ask. I was gonna ask since you asked me, like, what was your? How did you two come upon Fiona being, you know, youngins? I was, I was a sophomore in college, I think, when I like really, really got into her because I had a friend who was like super, super into her and um, I lived with him that summer and we shared a bed um, and <laughs> we would- Okay, so hold on, hold on, yeah. pause. I forgot yeah, yeah, yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. So dude yes. is the Fiona. Um, yes. In, in, Gay, uh, if that helps. That helps. Okay. <laughs> Continue. So, so let, let me just paint the scene. This it is summer 2015. I am sharing 15. a bed in an East Williamsburg apartment. Um, we are getting so fucking high every day, and then just blasting Shadow Boxer and belting oh. it at the top of our lungs because it was right where our voices could like both really belt at. Because she has that like low voice, so it's perfect mm-hmm. for like an alto or like a high tenor and that's when I really got like deeply into Fiona I think was that summer when you found her in your register yes exactly she came through me we (laughs) met in the middle it was like a beautiful thing that's amazing I love I'm there with you right now and I want to be there it was great it was a great like weird summer I how did you find Fiona I feel like probably around college but I I always remember seeing like clips of her especially on like those just like VH1 or like you know Mm -hmm. shows that are like music moments you need to know (laughs) um and you're like who is this like mouthy woman you know it's like you associate her and like Sinead O'Connor like with these women who have these very clear pop culture moments but they're filtered through this lens of like controversy and um like almost like a lack of desirability and so I I knew better from that and also then from like the PTA like documentary like you as like his girlfriend like knowing about her from all these different like slivers and moments um but then I think also in college when I studied abroad so I think this was also my sophomore year I think it's interesting that we all kind of got to Fiona in our like teenage years it's like Mm -hmm. it's like kind of Mm. late teen and it's like that's when it really hits yeah and my really good friend um he just has great taste in music and was just always listening to cool things and I'd be like yeah i yeah, yeah, I know who the Cocteau twins are. And then would have to, like, look up <laughs> their music after. But she, and, like, yeah, I listen to, like, Ani DeFranco. And I'm yeah, Fiona Apple, too. Yeah, yeah, I listen to that. And then I just started listening to their music. And I was, like, alone, kind of, in, like, studying abroad. And it felt like a lot of my friends were, like, back in New York. And I, like, also just, yeah, was really depressed and didn't know it. I don't think it's a coincidence that the first time I went to therapy was also <laughs> around that time. Abroad? And, like, listening. Yeah. Where were you? 
I was at like there was like a program through NYU at University College of London. This was when I was like studying education. So I was studying to be a teacher and I this was my last semester of doing that before I changed my major. Like I just think a lot of change was coming up and I didn't really know how to deal with it. And her music was like just very cathartic mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. to listen to. And I definitely had a lot of crying sessions uh to to title and to when the pawn i think when the pawn was like the one that really like yeah struck with me is all the conflicted emotions i was feeling but yeah yeah that, that study yeah. changed a lot i studied abroad in london as well but i was studying acting so i was i was not you're studying a i was a rada <laughs> you're a rada you're a rada um yeah yeah yes, um yeah no she is she is like the ultimate catharsis and i think that is why she sustains as an icon because it's like catharsis never goes out of style baby you know we all we all need it and there's and there's so few people it's like there you know it's like you look at like it's interesting like you look oh wow look at that Ooh. um you you look at like um like Ariana Grande, you know, who like, yeah, she, she like delivers catharsis through pop music in a way that's like, oh, like I understand what that hook means to me because it is so universal. It's like, thank you, next. It's like, yes, we can all, we can all um, relate to that and listen to that as an anthem when trying to move on or whatever. But like, right, there is, there are so few people who deliver that sort of like universal catharsis in a way that feels so authentic Mm. as as Fiona you know like many people now talk about mental illness like you have like the Demi Lovato's of the world or or Selena Gomez and now it's like an oak it's that's there's there's space for it but like I think Fiona Mm. made the space for it and I don't don't know that she's like credited for that I think you can like see the Fiona blueprint like very clearly across a lot of like people I think you know I had to tell someone recently that like Fiona Apple and like Regina Spector were like not the same person (laughs) or like they were like making different kinds of music but I think that like I know um but like I think the way that she is just like so open and so vulnerable and so like like angry like I think you could you could make an argument that you can see the line of Fiona from everyone that's like that's like Paramore to Ariana Grande to like I don't know fucking Drake or whatever like the that just kind of vulnerability that's like cool yeah she was the original in my feelings challenge it was just on a different level (laughs) (laughs) I mean Really, yeah, she all her feelings. <laughs> yeah, um, in my feelings for decades and decades. I should we bang on the gavel? Um, yeah, let's bang, bang, bang. It's bang, time bang. to bang on the gavel. That's right. We have a segment. Can you believe it? And this segment is called the People's Court. So in this segment, Olivia judge presiding over pop culture history 
goes and digs in the archives of magazines, including, not limited to, People Magazine. Get it? So you sort of get how that <laughs> happened. And um, she logs in and she finds us a nice article moment about your icon. So Olivia, yeah, girl boss extraordinaire, having Hello. hacked into the mainframe, even though the New Jersey okay. middle school it changed was- extra hard today for some reason i like had to try so many different i had to scam so many different middle schools to get this fucking password um but we're in we've got a we've got a people profile to kind of dig into um this one is from 1996 so you know it's title era that's what we're working with here so imagine just like if you will like a people magazine profile of a 19 year old fiona apple uh one as i say afraid as i say most times people doesn't really do this like this anymore because it's like a very real profile that like addresses the fact that like she was raped and like has all of that in it but then also towards the end they start talking about how she like isn't used to all the attention she's getting and it says Mm. she says I spent so much of my life being called Dog, capital D. Says the waifish singer with the big blue eyes and the pouty cover girl mouth. Mm -hmm. Quote, now I go to a photo shoot and they're like, oh, you're lovely. It's a tremendously heavy emotional experience, she adds with a frown, but I'm getting better at it. So she is like there and like prepared to be truthful and honest and people are still like, she's pretty. She's sad. Which is annoying. And then we get to 2013, and we have a little tidbit called the Shaw Report, attached to whatever. And it says, (laughs) in, loving Fiona Apple, five minutes ago, forgetting Fiona Apple, out, worrying about Fiona Apple. So that's what was happening in 2013. People does does not know how to treat women, is the thing, is what I've learned doing this podcast. Wait, can you go, can you say what they say one more time? Yeah. In? Loving Fiona Apple. Five minutes ago, forgetting Fiona Apple. Out, worrying about Fiona Apple. Oh, my God. Wait, maybe that's good. It well, is yes, good. They were loving her presently. They're acknowledging that they had been worrying about her. And that they forgot about her and like a forgot. second ago. Okay. <laughs> Not great. I, uh, Not the that, best. No. I mean, that is every woman's trajectory in in popular culture yeah right <laughs> like we like you now <laughs> before we were we, will. we, <laughs> we like you now and, if we'll you... Maybe like you and you're welcome <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that is that does i i love i think the way that fiona has um like forsaken her celebrity is such a direct response to like the fact that even in criminals like the second she was put out into the world they tried to objectify her of course Mm -hmm. and and she was trying to put that in conversation with like sexual assault and depression and and her authentic self and even in that first people magazine interview where she's like this is really difficult you know and like i'm trying to just be really real about this experience Mm -hmm. that they were they were still like no but you're still an object like you could try to you could try to talk about how hard it is to be an object but it doesn't really make a difference and that's what she just has continually done especially given the context of just like how 
celebrities were consumed at that time. Like we've talked about it before, um, but there was just such like a cruelty to the way that yeah, celebrities were treated at large. And truly, and, the like, paragraph she was right. In Truly, the paragraph before in the People article is where they talk about how she's, like, coming to terms with her rape. And then they're like, look at this pouty little skinny girl. Oh, God. What did they Uh, say about her lips? Yeah. They say uh, she has a cover girl mouth. Cover girl mouth. Oh, my God. They call it a mouth. Oh, man. Mouth. Why is mouth so gross? No, but like it, it like it's like so just nasty. Context of that, that's horrible. Cool, that's horrible. <laughs> and this was, of course, written by a man. Can you say his name? Yeah, why not? Jeremy, Jeremy Heligar. Helgar. Heligar. Yeah. Hel- <laughs> Fucking Heligar. He's Drag him, Zoe. Drag him for his name that we don't know. Fuck Heligar. Called. Fuck you, Heligar. <laughs> You're hella gone. We were worried about you oh, never. Nice. We were worried about you never. We forgot about you always. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So right about now is when we play a game called Fuck, Mary Kill. And you might know this game, you know? But instead of doing it with the person or people or whatever we do it with moments and fragments of their of their lives but i olivia tell Mm -hmm. me how you feel about this because she's so she's so she's so everything it feels like we got some tough pickings i offer i offer you this okay if we didn't do it with moments of her life but did it with albums (gasps) oh i like it Okay. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. That because then hard. also we have to pick three. And Could it be the three we've been discussing? So like title, when the pawn, fetch the bolt cutters. Okay. Fetch the bolt cutters. That's so fucking hard. Oh my god. I know. Okay, so, I'm. So mean. we have to we have to fuck marry or kill one of each of those albums. Mm-hmm. Okay. God. Okay. Oof. So. Olivia, would you like to go first? No, I don't want to go first. Um, I like this is actually the hardest one I think we've ever done. But what if what if we what if we reframe the murder? You know, if it's like (laughs) if it's like if it's just like the kill. Go on. If it's like the the kill is less like I want that destroyed and more like um. That's the thing that, hold on, I'm going to get there. That's the thing. <laughs> Helgar! That's the thing that is, um, that, the, oh, okay. That's the thing that, that represents a destructive time for us. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 No, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay. Wait, I get it. It's, it's like, uh, which? Okay. So like destructive long-term like i don't know like psycho fling or something okay yeah what, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm you about this. <laughs> me and olivia get it we're yeah. in it we're locked in 
However you interpret, that's way easier for me to answer than Mary fuck cow. Guys are going limitless right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm approaching 99% here. <laughs> I just got chlamydia. <laughs> okay. Chlamydia of the mind. Okay, I, do you want me to go first so I can kind of like model what this looks like? <laughs> yeah. I would love that. I would love nothing more than that, yeah, please. This is so easy to me. Okay, so... <laughs> destructive is when the pawn as i said that is the album i listen to when i'm what i you know in my my hoe phases where i would just feel like psycho about like three different boys at once um like kind of destructive is definitely title that is like you know that is the the soundtrack to my like more uh depressive episodes and then long term looking to the future fetch the bolt cutters like, I also think there there's something about, like, attaching it to this very specific time where I'm, like, going to remember this, like, period of quarantine by being, like, oh, I was listening to Shamika five times a day. Mm-hmm. That was just, like, what my life Ooh. was like. So do you get I the like prompt that. dial? Zoe, how about you go and you show me? <laughs> wait, wait, okay. So, so for me, um, I would say... When the pawn also is like the kill is is the that's the destructive because that to me takes me back to a place where I feel low and um, and not uh, and like and like yeah like like I'm not I'm not responding to my higher self I am <laughs> I'm stuck I am thank you Io if you if anyone everyone could see Io's face her, her jaw dropped. Because I am speaking about my higher self. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and um, and then and and it makes me like it's like it's like inescapable sadness. Okay. And then <laughs> and then mm-hmm. um, and and I and I cel- and I'm 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 celebrating the end of that. Okay. And then <laughs> okay. F- fuck. I'll say title um, because there's like a raw sensuality to it that's a little dangerous but you know that's that's where we fuck and then um and then mary i'm gonna agree with olivia in that like i think fetch the bolt cutters is now is the time that we are facing our shadow selves you know and like you didn't know that this podcast is veering into the wellness space but i'm taking you there and um so we like, already mentioned the herbal <laughs> medicine it was coming it was coming so like i feel like now is like facing our shadow selves and and like coming to terms with them and like holding our little uh, child selves hands and that is the person that we should marry because that is like long term we got to like keep holding space for for those little little people <laughs> I love it. That you makes think perfect I'm laughing, sense to but me. I'm crying. <laughs> no, I love it. I love hold space for those little people. <laughs> hold space for little people. It's today's episode. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, listen, the title writes itself. <laughs> um, okay. So I think my destructive. Mm-hmm. sort of signifier that album that for me would be title I think mm. because 
if you're like the rawness, I think to me is so apparent in that one, in that album specifically. And I and I wonder if it is just like because like she just was so young and so raw and so feeling. And like I I was listening to it again today, and I I just was like imagining just like also being like like a teen and like hearing like just like the opening of sleep to dream and just like experiencing that like yeah it's just like it's so raw and there's just like so yeah there's so much I don't know in there that is I think that that feels so representative of like when you're first doing your art and you're like all right, like, I'm going to risk it all. I'm going to do the things. I'm going to feel as much as possible because, like, who knows if no one likes this. Um, and also I was watching her her uh, on MTV Unplugged, and she does a cover of Jimi Hendrix's Angel. And mm-hmm. she also was like, hey, if you like Jimi Hendrix, you're either going to really like this or hate me forever. And I feel <laughs> like that is kind of, like, title. And just to that spirit... That that destruct that rawness. I'm gonna I'm gonna that that signifies that destruction to me. So okay. I'll put that in destruction. And then my my fling my fuck my every now and again. I think that's gonna be when the pawn because mm-hmm. yeah I think that's like something that I find myself going back to like when I need it and almost in like a fuck buddy sense if mm-hmm. you will a friend with benefits Where, yeah mm-hmm. and there's just like there's there's like a sensuality uh i don't know there's like a beat to it that that i just i just love for myself and following suit my mary my mary is fetch the bowl cutters it's just so good i was listening to cosmonauts today like again for the 900th time i feel like every day my favorite song changes but today cosmonauts because like there's just a part in the song where she literally just repeats cosmonauts over and over again and i was just like damn like all she's doing is saying cosmonauts but there's like it's so simple that like that's how i know that she's so skilled as a musician and like a songwriter that like every time she says it it, like hits me a new way each time when she does that on like ladies 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 and it's like it's kind of a different intonation each time Mm -hmm. i'm like this is incredible Ladies yeah. is truly, I feel like, one of the greatest love songs ever written. It's so good. It's so good. So we're all marrying Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Yeah. So we are the, the big love. We, we are <laughs> Fiona's we current are the release. Bill, we are the Bill Pullman? No, of- no, Paxton, right? It's oh, Paxton. Shoot. It's Paxton. Oh, it is Paxton, isn't it? Yeah. Shoot rest in peace and and fetch the bolt cutters is bill paxton and we are and and like i'm i'm genie triple horn you're genie triple horn (laughs) i'll i think are you chloe 70 or am i chloe 70 i mean one of us has to be jennifer good (laughs) i'll take jennifer i'll do it (laughs) You know what? I never saw it. I never saw Big Love. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I don't know why I even chose Gene Triplehorn. Wasn't Amanda Seyfried also on it? Gene Triplehorn would have chosen Gene Triplehorn. That's why you chose it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you chose it. Oh man. Oh man, Zoe, I'm so happy that 
that you're I'm so happy it's you <laughs> this was perfect this was like the perfect I'm so Fiona happy you are you and you are here um uh, to before we end we play a game that um we used to play on our little on our little we had these Friday episodes now we're doing once a week bad boys but we brought a game with us and this game is called room room and okay. in room room we write a vehicle room room get it for an actor who we feel hasn't gotten their shine but you know deserves deserves their their award and so we write like a movie a perfect vehicle for them to get that that big o okay so we first we have have, they get the orgasm yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be um, cool? I mean, when I get an Oscar, I will also have an orgasm. There, it will be. <laughs> yes, fully on stage. Oh, very Elaine Stritch. Fully yeah. on stage, yeah. <laughs> um, my, my Oscar will also vibrate, and that's what people don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when you get the Lifetime Achievement ones. It's <laughs> um, um, so, Olivia. Yeah. It's time for us to pick an author. Oh, oh, Zoe, before we play, um, I want to offer, so you can play along with us. We do 30 seconds on the clock and craft this vehicle, or if you want, um, you can take the role of a Hollywood producer extraordinaire and you get to pick which film you would finance and which one you want to get made and you tell us why. Okay. I, I choose now? I'll do that. I'll be the producer. I like, I like that. <laughs> Great. So, Olivia, now we pick an actor. Okay. Um, I don't have the doc on, but someone I was thinking about today oh, was am. Kevin Bacon. Oh. We have That's to get a, win an Oscar for Kevin Bacon? Never won mm. an Oscar. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to win an Oscar for Kevin Bacon? <laughs> I mean, okay. You, I, I think... I think we could do it. I think one of us could do it. I don't know if it's me or you. I I have a feeling it might not be me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Thirty seconds on the clock. Do you want me to go first? Time dot is back open. Is time dot is your advertiser? <laughs> <laughs> Time dot this episode is. was brought to you by Time Dot Is. <laughs> brought to you by the concept of time. Go to Time Dot Is slash iconography to make sure that you can keep having minutes. If you want more minutes and time in your life, go to Time Dot Is slash iconography. Thanks, guys. Make sure you do use slash iconography or they won't allow us to experience time anymore. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, Olivia, 30 seconds on the clock. You have to win Kevin Bacon an Oscar. Let's go. Okay, um, this, it, it's obviously supporting, I don't think Kevin's getting lead anytime soon. And it is a drama. It is, uh, he is a military person. Um, he is, oh, I know. Okay. So this is a, a, a historical period Ten seconds. about, about <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. He's a closeted, uh, higher up in the military and he has to deal with that while berating openly gay soldiers. Is that and 30? Okay. That's 30. That's 30 for Kevin Bacon. Okay. Yeah. I owe you ready? Yes. Okay. 
go. Okay, Kevin Bacon is playing a supporting role in, um, it's a murder mystery sort of drama, heartfelt, greedy drama um, about this mother who is trying to find her daughter that has been missing um but they're all native women like in like cal you know like canada and it's like the struggle about like getting native women like why can't we find them why don't we do anything for these mothers kevin bacon plays the cop uh, like the (laughs) drunk cop (laughs) i'm gonna hear you i was trying to time myself i really thought i really i really was looking at the clock you sure that was 30 seconds i'm pretty sure that was 30 seconds you really buried the lead on Kevin's involvement in that film. <laughs> looking at the clock, I didn't. I was looking at a different clock than you. I feel. Uh, do you want to finish the sentence? Do you want to finish the sentence? Yeah, he he plays the uh, the grizzled drunk cop, like sheriff of the town, who thinks that he's doing a good job, but he's actually just like defeated by the fact that he can't find these women. Okay, that's what. That's it. That's it. And do I, I choo- do I choose now? Yeah, I mean, unless you you want to talk, <laughs> unless about you have else an I- or... idea about what could win Kevin Bacon. Unless an you Oscar. have an idea. Well, I just think it's an interesting exercise in really looking at what Kevin Bacon means to both of you, which is like, <laughs> I, I mean, he seems to be sort of a bigot with a heart of gold, um, which I think is. That's definite, the vibe. That's definite Oscar bait. That's what that's what the voters love. We love bigots with hearts of gold. I think Martin McDonough could write both of them. Whoa. And I think they could be Mine in, in my head was a Martin McDonough Taylor Sheridan collab. Oh Jesus Christ. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get this gold. I'm selling out, baby. Talking about exercises. This is an exercise of selling out. <laughs> The one that I, you know, I think, I think Olivia's is a higher concept. Um, you know, it's, it's an easy elevator pitch. I was, you know, yours is, <laughs> it's really, it's complex. <laughs> uh-huh. It's, um, and I like mm-hmm. that, that Kevin kind of comes out of the shadows. <laughs> he's not really, he's not really even a part of the story. Um, but <laughs> I feel that. I was looking at, I was, my clock is different. <laughs> I'm using time.ru. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to green light Olivia's, but I'm going to, but I'm going to um, pay you IO to spec it. Okay. I think, you know, I, I, I think everyone that. comes I out a winner. That. Everyone comes out a winner. I appreciate that. I get the I'm hardware, real. but Io gets know. cash, and that's cool. That's how you know money. Zoe's a director. <laughs> she's, a true, she's true mobile. True. She's like in an office right now. That's crazy. <laughs> in a home with an Damn. office. Damn. Yeah, I'm making moves over Damn. here. That's living. <laughs> making moves. I I also Damn. realized that we didn't declare whether or not Fiona is an icon, but one, my computer's dying, and two, I think we all agree that she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, okay. kind of that on that. Well, let's just do. We'll just we'll just do quick yay or nay. Olivia. Yay. Zoe. Yay. And I say yay. The yays have it. Fiona Apple is an icon 
Zoe, thank you so very much for coming on, for doing this, for chatting with us. You're the funniest, the smartest, the best. Um, Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. You have, do you have any, I mean, listen, you're not like these, these, these scrubs we have on the podcast, but do you have anything (laughs) to plug? You got a real life. I'm kidding. (laughs) I mean, you know, like Band-Aid, the movie that I wrote and directed that is a musical. And I guess there's like, there's, there's shades of Fiona Inspo in there. Um, That's on Netflix. You could watch it. What do you, what do you want to plug? They're, they they're say, look at my tweet. Little- look at my little tweets. Look at my little Instagram. <laughs> a movie. Look at my little videos of myself. She said a, a movie. movie. She a said movie a movie on Netflix. A movie on Netflix. And, and, and I will say, in, in light of you know, the struggles that Fiona Apple has faced as a woman, this is my attempt at IO's, like, um, uh, uh, what do you call them? Bridging. How do you connect thoughts? What's my brain? What time is it? <laughs> um, what? <laughs> oh no! Limitless. She's having a stroke. <laughs> We're gone. She went to. She got a hundred percent. She got full hundred percent. Her brain is. <laughs> oh my so god! Um, I was just gonna say that I, I did. I did. Um, Bandit was made with an with a crew made up of all women, which is um, you know, I was trying to connect yes. it to Fiona, but also just say like whatever. And then um, this isn't a plug, <laughs> but I, I knew did. What I did. I guess, like, look out for the reboot of The Craft, which also came yes. out in 1996, which I wrote and directed, and that'll Oof. be coming out sometime um, before the world ends. Incredible. I can't wait. I can't, I can't believe wait we have it. someone who can plug their, like, full directorial their movies. features. <laughs> their, this is incredible. She plugged um, her movies. <laughs> that she wrote the and directed. front-facing video. The original front-facing video, a movie. <laughs> Incredible. Zoe, thank you so much. You this thank was you. so good. You're the best. You're the best. Oh, and now we end the Zoom. Love Bye. you, Zoe. Bye. 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 Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.